How's it going, Sha? It's going fine. Okay. What you did a show recently where you sh- your preparation was like two jokes and a dream, and you had to fill an hour's worth of time. <laughs> yeah. How- well, I've been thinking about that all week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it went very well, but not because of my preparation. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, uh, I uh, someone in the room was uh, very involved, and I uh, mistakenly got high. Uh, not my intention. Just to be clear, like I don't, uh, you know, like before shows, I don't drink alcohol much. Right. Um, I don't do beers at all. I don't mm-hmm. do hard liquor. Um, and uh, the sponsor of the show was a weed seltzer oh no you know so uh weed seltzer yeah like it had like yeah it was like uh like i think like 50 milligrams is like what a a brownie normally has which is like like a quarter of that is usually like what i've more or less assumed is a serving for people Uh uh-huh uh and keep in mind, like, you know, I partake, but I don't do it often. Like, for reference, the last time I took was over a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. This, uh, not including this month. This month I've taken twice. Uh, and both of them related to shows. But prior to this month, I had gone over a year without doing anything, like, weed-related. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what I'm getting at is, like, I'm not, like, top weed form. You know, like, sure. very okay. weed uh, yes, gets right. me there. You know, so... uh yeah, so, uh, and the other problem is I'm diabetic. So, like, I'm at this place where, like, every drink was, like, some incredible-looking fruit concoction. Mm. And he's like, uh, yo, my seltzer, uh, 20 calories total, no sugar. So, like, this is the only thing besides water I could drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had two of them. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Absolutely delicious. Uh, but by the time I got on stage... Like, I was gone. I was, like, not in the show at all. And uh, apparently I riffed about that for, like, 10 minutes brilliantly. Um, I'm waiting for the tape on that. But, uh, yeah, like, I made some, like, really interesting connections between Portland, Maine and uh, Space (laughs) Orbit. You know? (laughs) Wait, between Portland, Maine and what? Like, Space Orbiting. Like, like, I I was really out there. but yeah, I I talked a lot about my feelings, and uh, <laughs> I didn't get into my set for like twenty minutes. Uh, but people really enjoyed it, and then uh, this lady started interacting with me. That went really well. Um, <laughs> and then I did like ten minutes of jokes uh, somewhere in there, uh, stuff that I had written that was well received. But admittedly, <laughs> like uh, I didn't like do much of what I had prepped. And I didn't prep as much as I would have liked, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, so it was a win. <laughs> it was a win. I chalked that up as a W. Um, uh-huh. I don't recommend this to anybody. To be clear, uh, this is like you got to have like you know ten, twelve years experience to like pull off uh, what I did. And even in that situation, it should have still gone wrong. To be clear, yeah, absolutely. You had two weed seltzers. Yeah, like I, I sincerely like. I right before my set, uh, the previous comic was up and I had to use the bathroom. So like I was like, hey, should I just stay uh up there after I'm done with the bathroom, get hit the green room area? 
you know, so that I don't have to walk back and forth. And the uh, producer was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, just look for the exit sign and that'll lead you to the green room area. I said, cool. And I do that. I come out the bathroom. I look for the exit sign. In my opinion, there were six exit signs. Uh-huh. And after the show, he very clearly demonstrated there was only one exit sign. Um, uh-huh. I don't know what I was seeing, but on God, like I, I, I pointed at them. Like I was turning around in the area, pointing at like, I don't know which of these six signs I'm supposed to go to. And then directly after the show, he took me back to the area. He was like, yo, why were you spinning? And I was like, I was looking at all the signs, trying to figure out which one it was. He's like, yeah, so there's only one sign. He shows me the one sign. <laughs> and I was like, nah, like I tried to spin with him and he couldn't mm-hmm. see what I was, what I saw. And mm-hmm. I couldn't see them anymore. Um, so like I lost my ability to argue that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the show went well. Um, I heard like <laughs> some of the audio on my phone. I, I like I could ver- like because I was I was that was the other part too. Like people be like, yo, that was great, but like it could not have been great. And my like the next day when I sobered up, I was like, this should have been trash. Uh this should have been a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard the tape and then Millie, there's good laughs, there's some good riffs. It went well. I was impressed with my like uh high self. Um uh-huh. there's stuff that I did that I know I haven't done sober. Um, it was interesting. Like, I, I definitely, this is probably the first time I have a respect for the creative process high. I've never leveraged it that way. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like it gets in the way of being productive because it just makes you too relaxed. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I kind of understood what people talk about because mm-hmm. I got so high that like, I don't know if I thought I was performing. Like, I just felt like I was just thinking through thoughts. There was mm-hmm. a solid, like, 10, 15 minutes where, like, I thought I was walking through my subconscious and <laughs> I was sharing a conversation with inner me. And it just so happens that I talked that out loud. But, right. like, to me, it was just me and me, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, a lot happened up there. Um, I definitely, like, remember, like, several times remembering that there was a show happening. Uh-huh. You know, and that's like always weird. Like I would like look, oh yeah, like where this is a thing. There's a <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's an audience here. Uh but yeah, fully packed out room. Uh shouts out to Portland, Maine, beautiful area up there. Maine House of Comedy is a dope uh venue. Uh the homie Marcus Cardona uh put a a great show together and dealt with really, really high gas store. Uh for <laughs> admittedly he has to also accept it because he picked the sponsor. Um, so that's the other part too. Like he knew sure, what was sure. what could happen. Um, but yeah, good times. Wow. That um I'm glad that you made it through. Um, <laughs> I will say that sounds like a nightmare. Um, not to someone listening, but just to me personally. Yeah. Because I don't do weed and I really don't do seltzer. <laughs> I've probably done more weed than seltzer. And I mean, I maybe I've done, I've, I've done weed. I've had, I've partaken of weed, uh, like a handful of times. Seltzer. I hate. I like the hard seltzers. No seltzer. Right. I'm with you on that. I don't like seltzer water. Right. Like the hard seltzers. They're pretty good. If it's got seltzer, 
on the can. It stays in the fridge or on the shelf. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like anything with seltzer in it. Okay. Yeah. So I it's just bitter tasting. I did a show that um, was like in some hotel club. Yeah. And they gave us bottle service in the green okay. room. But like, we we just need water. Uh, and I guess probably like some beers for a couple of people. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that's what you get like in a green room. Basically, even in this place where we actually were in like the VIP um little skybox of this <laughs> of this place. <laughs> um, but they got us bottle service. So okay. it was like, you know, an ice bucket with like a full bottle of liquors. <laughs> like here's a full bottle of vodka. Here's a full bottle of rum. Here's a full I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then three or four carafes of like orange juice, cranberry juice, what I thought was just plain water, seltzer or tonic water uh. or something like that. So I poured out a glass. I took a sip and was like, oh, that's not water. And everyone's like, oh my God, you just took that big sip of vodka? And I was like, I wish it was a big sip of vodka. <laughs> Fucking seltzer. <laughs> You would have recovered quicker, you know? Yeah, I would have been happier if it had been rubbing alcohol. <laughs> I've, I've gotten into the seltzer, the hard seltzer because, like, I don't normally drink uh, when I'm at a show. I, I feel like I'm working, mm-hmm. you know, so I try to avoid it, especially before. This is like a super rare time when, like, I was hyper thirsty. Right, and yeah. I did, and I messed up in a situation. But, like, if before shows at a venue that I know I drink water, or a Diet Coke. Um, and then after a show, yeah, you might like uh, get me to drink one or two drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason is I'm diabetic now. I try to avoid all that stuff because like it's an insulin spike that like I feel like uh, I'd rather have a sandwich. You know, like right. if, if I'm a, if I'm a deal with something uh, possibly killing me, I want to chew. Like I want to enjoy <laughs> this. <smoke. laughs> you know? uh, so right, yeah. That's one way to look at that, sure. You know, I just, avo- so I avoid those like uh, wasted, uh, you know, diabetic headaches, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I put them in on the stuff that matters, but the hard seltzers allow me to partake, uh, with the feeling of being drunk or, or buzzed, mm-hmm. but they usually have very little to no sugar. Right. So like as a diabetic, it works. Typically it's just like a bunch of like people with six packs in the ads, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, not as, not as chubby diabetics I had, baby. <laughs> you know, we out here taking part, you know, enjoying, <laughs> you know, so whenever someone has a new hard seltzer, I try it, mm-hmm. see if I find a gem in there that I like. Um, I found a few like that, like I think work, but I've been in general. I like it's this has led to me like experimenting too much with beverages in general. And I don't always end up happy, you know, um, like uh, <laughs> I tried to. Uh, <laughs> I went to this pizza shop sauce in the city. Okay. They got like a 9.1 rating on the one bite uh, app. So I was like, I got to stop by here. Mm-hmm. And the pizza's dope. But the drinks they have uh, are all like these like hipster like brands of stuff. Like they got like rainwater instead of just like Poland. So like, uh, yes. you know, good water. I ain't even going to knock it. I don't know if it's better water. Definitely mm-hmm. not four times the price. Better water, 
Right. But it, admittedly, good water. They had two sodas that had 25 calories a can. When I see a number that low, I know very little sugar. I was like, oh, let me gamble on this. Atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, no. Yeah, because that's very little sugar. Yeah, very little sugar, you know? And, like, they went with the the worst of both worlds, right? Like, usually for a soda to taste good, it needs a lot of sugar mm-hmm. and a lot of calories or very little calories because it's synthetic sugar. Mm-hmm. This was very little calories, real sugar, but not enough calories to make it taste good. Mm-hmm. And also not synthetic sugar, so it's not zero calories. So, mm-hmm. like... Either way, I'm screwed. It's just like a little bit to make it taste bad, but remind you of what good is possible. What was the flavor? I had two. I tried orange, which I usually find uh, as a diet does well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I did a cherry limey, which I knew okay. that. And that was the sign to me. Because like whenever you start making up flavors, <laughs> I know that like you too hipster and like you don't care about taste so much as you care about the brand. Like the biggest... The you know like how like uh, sodas are like like beverage companies talk about why you should drink the beverage on the can and it'll right. be like great taste hundred percent natural. The second thing that they bragged about was improve your gut health. Oh no, that's Yo. gonna be terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when, when not, I was, why am I drinking soda? <laughs> if I cared about my gut health, why am I looking even looking in the direction of soda? Yo, and I, and that's what that's what pissed me off. I didn't read that till after I was drinking in my right. car. Like I was already, I left the pizza shop. And I was like, damn, yo, they got me. I, I, as soon as I saw that, I should have known. But straight up, improve your gut health was the <laughs> second biggest bragging point of this <laughs> beverage company. So I was like, yeah, this is this is atrocious. This ain't for no, me. No, that's not good. But yeah, I had a, I went, I, I the, and then the uh, the winner was Liquid Death's iced tea. Which, oh, they make know. iced tea now. Yeah, they make iced tea. They got the, the okay, sparkling waters. Okay, let's explain waters. liquid death to the people. Yeah. So liquid death is um, uh, a tall boy cans of water. <laughs> it's all it is. It's uh, um, I feel like the white can maybe is a still water and the black can is sparkling or vice versa. Either way, the cu- it's called liquid death and the the front of the can, the design of the can is like death metal. So it's like a skull uh, drinking water or something, but it's just like very like, ah! <laughs> I, I, my cat is not happy with me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's that on the, on the can, but yeah. it's literally just water and it's not even like, it's not great water, but it's basically just, you know, so I don't know. So metalheads can feel like still hardcore while they're drinking water. So I've been to uh, comedy festivals where that's the water that's sponsoring the festival. And so they're always they were always like, oh, we've got water in the green room. And I look and they're tall boy cans. So I'm thinking they're like they're like the size of a PBR or something. I'm assuming it's another beer because it has, you know, it's called liquid death and it's got a skull on it. So I'm like, I can't drink. Where's the water? I'm looking for the bottles of water. And then someone's like, no, this is the water. I'm like, give me a break. Yo, the branding is strong, you know. So now they're making tea. Yeah, it was like three different flavors. It was like, oh, I know the, the one I had was like a... 
like a iced tea lemonade combo. Like it had like a silly name, like a. Was it like on Arnold Palmer? Yeah, it was, but like they played on that. Like uh, yeah, look yeah. on it. There we go. Liquid. It was called the Armless Palmer. No oh boy, because it got no See? alcohol. Yeah. See, goofballs, <laughs> goofballs. But admittedly, it was. I don't know if it was good, but after having the soda, it was incredible. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> so yeah, oh, and the soda brand was called Poppy. P O P P Y P O P P I. Pardon me. Poppy. Oh, uh, yeah. Probiotic soda. No prebiotic oh, no. soda. I don't know what that is. Boo! I don't want a probiotic soda again. <laughs> if I cared at all about gut health, why am I looking at any carbonated beverage? This is on me. You're right. Yeah. I no, I get it. But it's also the idea that you can make a soda that will help your your guts. They I mean, me. you can sell us anything, I guess, but I'm not going to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get me on that one. Like I just found the uh, the like their ad, and this is these are the eight things that are in the ad: mm-hmm. uh, prebiotics for a healthy gut, mm. five grams of sugar or less, mm-hmm. non-GMO, mm. gluten-free, well, vegan, yeah. kosher <laughs> certified. Kosha Immu- certified. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> infused apple cider vinegar and immunity sidekick. No, I don't. They went. I mean, that's great, but none of that, none of that that you've said spells delicious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this sounds like an awesome shirt, but yeah. like, I don't. This is a great, like, mission statement for a nonprofit. <laughs> like I want right. to hear this podcast, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, but, I'll uh, cut you a check if you guys send me a tote bag with these things on it, but I'm not going to drink. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to drink your probiotic soda. No offense, we wish you lots of luck, but <laughs> it is not for me. <laughs> Straight up, at all. I'm a purist. I just want water. I don't want seltzer. I don't want gut health. I just want water. And like, what threw me off is like. I go to the shop because, like, they're on the app for, like, good pizza, mm-hmm. right? And there was, a like, controversy over it because, like, it got a really high rating for a particular, uh, by a particular dude for a particular way of making the pizza. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they sold the place and they temporarily changed the recipe. Everyone complained because they were there for the OG recipe that got this great review. Right, so, right, right. So out front, there's a sign that's saying, we heard the people, original recipe is back, right? And and I look, and the slice was dope. I agree. Uh-huh. Now, does that mean that, like, in that community of Manhattan, there was, like, people that were like, yo, I can only have pizza with prebiotic soda. That they're, like, the whole fridge is, like, two-thirds is poppy stuff and liquid death. No, no. What that means is um, they someone bought it from the original guy and tried to sneak in a different recipe that also probably helped your guts and all of this other healthy shit, borderline healthy shit, because that's still none of that is still healthy. You know, you're still going for a soda and a slice of pizza, like, you know, no matter what you do to it. Um, right. And uh and everyone in the neighborhood was like, nope, this ain't it. Change your name or do something. 
this is trash. This is not how it used to be. And so they relented, but they're still going to, well, maybe we can still get them with the sodas, you know, with the bright colors or some shit. I don't know. When I went to a concert over the weekend and I went to get a bottle of water and there, there was like a little mini mart kind of thing where you go in and you help yourself to it and pay for it. Right. And it had water, sodas, beer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ooh, soda. Okay. And I'm looking and I don't see any soda. And I'm like, huh. no, I think that's beer. These are beer. This seems to be all beer. And then I realized that for them, soda was like um, Red Bull. And then a couple of like some sort of weird specialty, you know, uh, like cut grass flavored soda or some shit. And I'm like, what is this? What is this BS? I want, I want soda. I want Coca-Cola. I want Sprite. I want seven up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where are these classic sodas? Where is your Snapple? Now I'm not, you don't have to have a lot of it. Cause I understand this was like a, at a stadium or something. Right. So I'm not expecting them to have a full bodega's worth of choice, but you're not going to give me sugar-free Red Bull and college soda. <laughs> like we're not doing that. At all, at all. I don't, I don't care if it is. I've never had a Red Bull. I'm not going to start now because y'all don't know how to label your stuff. <laughs> if all you have is water and Red Bull, put down water and Red Bull. Do that. That's it. You yeah. know, honesty up top. I guess like there's a part of me that will always be willing to gamble on these beverages because like in my heart, like I always think about like, you know, the tropical fantasies of the world, the CNCs, you know. Mm -hmm. The country clue, you know, little engines that could, <laughs> you know, the ones of my youth, they provided, you know, great memories, you know, and, and I, I still remember having, cause they went the other way. You know, if you drank a tropical fantasy, they, their mission statement was like, how much sugar can we put in this? Oh, you know? sure. Yes. You know, very different approach to the beverage game. You know, how cheap can we make this beverage? Like did it was impressive. Fifty cent, roughly three to four thousand grams of sugar, <laughs> you know, in liquid form. Right. Yeah. And 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 kids just lived off of that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And they then they they it was like a a test to see what can we do to not make people buy a beverage, and we and we still bought it, you know. Like they spread rumors, like, hey, this kills your sperm. Still worth right. it, fifty cent. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this like approach to the beverage game. You know, like mm -hmm. country club, like it, it's just uh, a. They tell me it's a Latin soda, but it's English words. <laughs> you know, I never even I've I didn't realize that it was English words until I offered it to American friends. Because my whole life, I only heard it in the Spanish accent. Right. You know? Um, but again, like, I don't I don't know. I You could tell, like, now as an adult, I'm still not fully sure if it's not just somebody bottling the knees in their house. Like, I, yeah, I don't see it them called? in other What's states. the brand called again? It's really Country Club, but I only heard it as Country Club. Because it's always I've like a Spanish person saying. I've never heard of Country Club. So You've never had one? No, I've never heard of it. They they sell them in almost every like New York deli. 
they come in a bottle. So they're in the other soda fridge. Right. Um, they have uh, the traditional flavors of like uh, cola, orange, grape. But then sure. they go crazy, right? They Red, got, orange, purple. Yeah. But this one, it goes wild. They got like a, a orangey flavor, but it's not mm-hmm. orange soda. It's like it's called merengue. That's how you know it's Spanish people. They have a yeah, flavor. Yeah, it's not for it's. Yeah, it's it's for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's not. That's not for boring ass American people. Yo, straight up, it's just called the dance merengue, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only like it's the only beverage I know that they would keep at like Dominican bars because mm-hmm. there's like a there's like this whole machismo game people play with with it, so like. It tastes really good, but like it has mad bubbles, right. as a soda should. But this has more bubbles than normal, right? So there's like this game that like guys play to show their toughness, where they have to chug a whole merengue without getting teary eyed. You know, man, boys be putting each other through it. Y'all don't have to do that. You do not have to live like that. It means nothing. Why are you fucking with their gut health? That shit was a badge of honor, yo. Straight up. (laughs) It was a badge of honor. All right. Straight up, B, yo. So, yeah, all that's to say is that, like, uh, I had some hard weed seltzers and the show went great. And that's uh, great. You know yeah. what? I did a show once where uh, it was like a dinner party and all the food was infused with weed. Okay. And they had alcoholic drinks that were infused with weed, like weed cocktails. Okay. And I ate some of the food and all it did was like, give me a tummy ache. I didn't get high or anything. Um, but I had a sip of, I was like, I'll take a beverage. And I had a sip of the beverage. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be fucked up immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. That's why it's wild that you drank two cans of that seltzer. I'm glad you were still able to stand. Because when it's in, for some reason, with the food, it takes longer to, like, process. So, like, when you eat, yeah. like, food with it, it's it's some time. Like, I remember having a couple of gummies. And it took, like two, three hours before it kicked in. But when it kicked in, I fell very slowly to the floor. I went to take off a shoe (laughs) and I fell so slowly. And I was like in slow motion on my way down. I was like, this is taking a while. Just And then I finally hit the floor and I'm like, oh, I think the gummies kicked in. I may have actually been saying that out loud at that speed, even though it wasn't necessary. (laughs) So, um... But yeah, but when it's in uh, liquid, like it gets, you know, that liquid moves fast down that esophagus. Yo, I mean, straight up. It's at your stomach in no time. I drank it right when the show kicked off. I uh, was high by like artists too. You know, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> it was an experience. But uh, oh, shout to Portland, Maine. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, looking forward to getting my delivery of uh, Wink uh, beverages. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're good people. This is not a sponsored show, but if it gets me more no, of that no, stuff. Yeah, no sponsorships, but you know. 
I ain't even mad at it. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Uh, kick it off this week. We got a Ecuadorian woman who knocked on uh, her coffin during her own wake has finally died. That's right. Update on last week's story. A 76-year-old woman who had been declared dead and surprised the relatives by knocking on her coffin during her wake earlier this month has died after seven days in intensive care. Uh, according to her family, uh, Gilbert uh, Barbera Montoya, the woman's son, uh, told uh, the Associated Press that doctors at the state hospital where she was rushed to after the initial incident said that she had died on Friday evening. Uh, Bea uh, Montoya initially had been admitted with a possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest. And when she did not respond to uh, resuscitation, uh, a doctor on duty declared her dead. On June 9th, uh, Montoya reportedly woke up and started knocking after spending five hours inside her coffin at a funeral home in uh, Babahoyo, uh, southwest of uh, Quito. Uh, similar events have uh, happened in the United States recently. In December, an Iowa care facility mistakenly pronounced a 66-year-old resident dead and had her transported to a funeral home where she woke up gasping for air. In uh, 2020, a young woman was uh, declared dead, opened her eyes as she was about to be embalmed. Ooh, Lord. Yo. <laughs> okay. Look, I, I don't want to... Uh... I don't want to beat this drum too much just because we spoke about it so much last week. (laughs) um, Be easy to Miss Bella Montoya. Word. Uh, I noticed that her son in this piece uh, is using Montoya as his last name. I don't know if you remember. (laughs) Last week he did not. Uh Oh, now you claiming? Yeah, I ain't saying nothing, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. Like I'm not <laughs> it is when I say I'm glad she's passed on that sounds terrible. But I right. mean I'm glad that there's some peace. Like I'm Real glad <laughs> I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Because like if I were sick enough to be considered dead, but I'm not dead and when I wake up I'm in a coffin. And I got to start beating and yelling. I'm going to be a little salty. Even if I only live for an extra week, I'm going to be a little salty with you. I'm going to be a little upset. Imagine coming back to life just to be annoyed. Yeah. Just like, I can't believe. You know, oh, man. Look your son in the eye and be like, what the hell were you doing? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Ma, we thought you were dead, Ma. Me? Nah, kid. Nah, B. Uh-uh. I'm still here, baby. So I'm glad that she came back to right that wrong. <laughs> she, she gonna come a- back a third time, yo. She gonna come back <laughs> she- to edit this article. She'll be like, I, I mean, wasn't. She put enough of a scare on her son that he started using her last name again. So... <laughs> Oh man, I'm reading. I'm just tight at the article because they were like, she was admitted uh, with possible stroke and cardiopulmonary arrest. No, she was admitted because her son tried to take her out the game by burying right. her in a coffin. But there was no mention of coffin in that whole admitted article. Nope. Uh, nah, B. I uh, I I, I hope uh, I hope before you rest in peace, you uh, haunt Gilberto Barbera. <laughs> as much as possible, okay? This yeah, son don't deserve I mean, no peace. 
Definitely, uh, when you're wherever you are in the afterlife, just keep an eye on them. Yeah, just keep an eye on them. You know what I mean? Shut a, a light off every once in a while. Make a <laughs> make a lamp flicker. Just give them a little something to remind them, like, hey, I'm still I'm watching you, dude. I got eyes on you. Real talk, yo. I watched the uh, I watched the uh, smile with Gabby uh, last week and. We, I laid down on the floor. She was laying on the sofa next to me, mm-hmm. and like every time, like my phone buzzed, I was like scared as hell, um, <laughs> you know. And it, it, so it doesn't take much, is what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> you know, do what you got to do out there. Scare the hell out of this man. In <laughs> 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 other news, uh, a priest walked into the uh, taqueria, and the owner wanted the employees to confess their sins at work. That's right. Northern California Taqueria under investigation for wage that brought in a priest to get workers to confess about sins they had committed at the workplace. Uh, Taqueria Garibaldi in Sacramento was already under investigation by the wage and hour department when its owner, Eduardo Hernandez, offered the services of the priest to employees. Uh, This was in November of 2021, only for the restaurant's Catholic workers to describe the experience as unlike any confession they'd ever experienced before. Uh, I found the conversations to be strange and unlike normal confessions. Said Maria Pada, who worked as the server at the Taqueria, uh, instead of uh, confessing to what she wanted to confess about, the priest informed Pada that he would be asking her questions to get the sins out of me. Uh, she wrote in a sworn affidavit, uh, he asked if I ever got pulled over for speeding if I drank alcohol, or if I had stolen anything. The priest mostly had work-related questions, which I thought was strange. (laughs) The priest asked if I'd stolen anything at work, if I was late to my employment, if I did anything to harm my employer, and if I had any intention towards my employment, Para said. Uh, Taqueria Garibaldi was under investigation at the time by the Wage and Hour uh, Department for allegedly withholding tips from its employees and for failing to pay them the required time and a half for overtime hours worked. Uh, The owners of the restaurant were also accused by the department uh, of interfering with the investigation and threatening employees with adverse immigration consequences if they participated in the investigation. The restaurant's operators, Eduardo Hernandez, Hector Manuel Martinez Galindo, and Alejandro Rodriguez were ordered in May by a federal judge in the Eastern District of California to pay $140,000 in back pay and damages to restaurant employees. Under oath, an employee of the Taqueria Garibaldi explained how the restaurant offered a supposed priest to hear their workplace sins, while other employees reported that a manager falsely claimed that immigration issues would be raised by the department's investigation. Wait, okay. All right, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, So... So these people were uh, stealing money from their employees, just period, point blank, right? That's what allegedly what they were doing, like keeping tips from them and not paying them overtime, right? Yeah. Whose idea was it then to get in a fake priest? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, they clearly, they were like, okay, look. At least half of them are Catholic. What if we just bring in a fake priest? Like, do they not think 
how are you going to get a, a priest <laughs> to come in and then ask them like what about okay yeah i know how confession normally goes but what if you confess about what you do here on the clock like it's not <laughs> do you do you see what i mean like you can't just how are you going to do that to catholics and have catholics not go now that ain't how this works. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't just put anybody in a priest costume and then walk them in and then just go, I mean, talk to him. He's got some questions for you. Like he's the cops or something. Yeah. Priests don't come in with a notepad is what I'm saying. They don't come in. <laughs> Confession doesn't happen in a little square cell with one bare light bulb hanging from the ceiling. Like it's not an interrogation. You mind if I record these sins and confessions? <laughs> God likes records, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, oh, man. Well, you know what's wild to me is that this is the plan they went with. Like, what there was like, nah, that's too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At what point were they like, no, we can't do that. That's not even. That's just wild. You know, I mean, no way they believe that. You know, that's just crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we can pull off this priest thing, you know. <laughs> you know this is bananas, B. <laughs> this was the good idea. You this know? was the good idea. This was the best idea. Yo. Also, the like, best one. if you were threatening immigration issues, why not just pretend to be an immigration officer? That seemed like an easier thing to pretend to be than a priest. There's just so and many also, other things to pretend to be that I feel like they could have pulled off. Also, was there no overlap? Are their employees only either Catholic or <laughs> people with immigration issues? Are they one and not the other? <laughs> Oh, that's a weird Venn diagram over there, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like in some places that could be just one circle. Fair. But I also feel like that's a wild way to split them up. <laughs> where they're like, all right, well, we brought in the fake priests. And he talked to the religious ones. And we still got like four more. So why don't we just go on and tell them we're going to call ICE on them? That's it. That'll cover everybody. Yeah. You know? I got to see I mean, the LinkedIn listing for this page, this job, oh, you know. And the names of the uh, owners, um, Eduardo Hernandez, Hector Manuel Martinez Galindo, and Alejandro Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, how do I say this? How are you going to, I mean, I guess it just bees your own people sometimes. Yeah, real talk. It just be your own people. So I guess that's how you threaten with mm. immigration issues. And it's like, but mm. I, I'm pretty, wouldn't we all have that issue right now? Real talk. You might've been born here, but your, your grandma wasn't somebody back yeah, there. Yeah. Like no. there's no, at no point, like to play that card is just, uh, that's, that's the level of evil. That's much more evil than bringing in a fake priest. Mm-hmm. Bringing a fake priest feels like you're grasping at straws, and you know, or maybe maybe the um, the uh, immigration thing was first, and then there were still some people who were like, "Nah, that doesn't scare me," and they're like, "You know what? We'll scare you 
the Lord. Eternal maybe, damnation, right? <laughs> maybe the Lord will scare you. Like I, maybe that's the order in which it, it came. I, I mean, th- either way, these people are terrible. Those three dudes are horrible. Yeah. I and will say, it, like, uh, a small part of me is kind of, like, happy to see uh, people of color exploring the sociopath space, you know? Um, you know what? That's true. That's all we've been fighting for. Like thought, Equality in all stories, you know? In a, in a real, actually, that that is true. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. We, we just want to be shitty in the same ways. That's it, you know? I want that's this, all we want. I want you to read this article and, like, not even see that it's specifically a Latin community. Just see the genius in the sociopathic, you know, uh, planning that took place here. You know, treat them as equals. You know, <laughs> give them a Netflix documentary. You know, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. We're getting that. there. Yeah, we getting there. We're baby. getting there. We're, I, I feel like we're a few years away, but I think we're we're there to hear about, you know, these psychopaths. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for them to get their well-produced, um, you know, true crime podcast or documentary or or whatever. I think we're 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 getting there. I think we're getting very close to it. That's it. All um, proceeds will go to the employees, and we have a full circle. You know, right? Yes, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I just want to reiterate. I mean, no ill will. I'm just saying. It seems like if this is your community, that's a shitty thing to do to call immigration on your own community. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Because you're evil. And then throw a priest in there <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's just weird to me. That's just weird to me. Oh, you won't talk to me. You'll talk to God. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, sometimes it's how you have to do it. You know? Like, I'm just saying, like, how like if if you believe in God and and you believe in the power of the confessional booth, how far down, like how long is the confession before you are talking about like your work related sins? Like I like if I'm confessing for like an hour, mm-hmm. I don't I still don't think I would get to like oh and like I also stole the toner from that fax machine like how <laughs> you know like you know how much shit like i feel like i'm a good person and i still would have so many other things to confess and talk to god about like life before right. i got to like the work shit yeah you know? yeah i'm not thinking about the pens that accidentally came home with me yeah you know <laughs> I, I, I and i hope god isn't eat. if that's if that's the the barrier of entry, I'm screwed, admittedly, okay? Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know, do they still have those questionnaires when you go to get a job where it's basically the same four questions just restated over and over, which is just like, are you going to clock out early? Are you going to steal pens from us? Would you feel bad if you do? Do you love this job overall? Anything. Like, will you protect this job? But it's always asked in different ways or like they give you like a – you know, multiple choice question and, you know, uh, or, um, sometimes when I need a pen, I'll take one and then just walk out with it. And then it's like, strongly agree, agree, neither agree or disagree. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. 
You know what's Yeah, right? like, do they still have those questions? I mean, they would have you answer like a hundred of those questions while you're filling out the application. Straight up. No, and it's I, like, oh. I hired people. Like, I, I, I handled the hiring when I was a sales manager mm-hmm. at every job I've been at. And I know I sent that out to every employee. I've never looked at those things. I don't know where they go. Um, like, <laughs> I know, real, I, know I made everyone fill that out. I've never seen the responses to those things. Look, if you can get through one of those without setting anything off, good on you. But I feel like if you actually remember <laughs> the way that you answered previously, right? you know, because they try to flip it on you. So there's a lot of gotcha moments. <laughs> like the first 20 questions are just what they want to ask you. And then the remaining 30 are them remixing them to see if they can catch you in it. <laughs> and if you are diligent and you're like, nope, I already answered that. And this was my view on that. Yeah. Um, you actually probably should miss just a couple in order to get the job. Because if you don't miss any, they're probably like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm not the one who's making everybody take this test. Yeah. <laughs> who's that data for? Yeah, I really, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't wait till that conspiracy comes out. That is, that is 100% going to happen soon. <laughs> oh, man. In other news, uh, a Price is Right contestant celebrated so hard, he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last week, a contestant on The Price is Right dislocated his shoulder while celebrating after he won the game bonkers on the show. Uh, The contestant, Henry, had 30 seconds to guess whether each digit in the price of a trip to Hawaii should be higher or lower than what was listed. He uh, showed he was quite adept at it because he guessed correctly almost immediately, sending him into a frenzy and putting the owl in Miami. uh, Oh, the owie, I guess. I, I, I guess and the Owie and Maui or something Maui. like that. Oh, boom! I'm re- I, I don't know where Miami. No, came that's Ow. That's just Ow. Okay, okay. It the is Ow just putting Ma- the Ow in Maui, but bang. Okay, I get it. It happens. Uh, <laughs> when he began jumping up and down in celebration, uh, and Henry uh, was jubilant, and as he pumped his arms and cheered, unfortunately, uh, the enthusiasm came with the price, and he probably couldn't guess. Uh, when Henry arrived to spin the wheel in order to advance to the showcase showdown, the host, Drew Carey, revealed that Henry's wife, Alice, would spin the wheel for him due to injury. Uh, let me explain what happened, he said. This is Alice, Henry's wife. Um, how you doing? Henry was celebrating and going woo, and he dislocated his shoulder. He's oh. not going to be able to spin the wheel, but Alice is going to spin the wheel for him. Uh, she proved to have quite the magic touch, by the way. She spun a 95 showing that she can definitely, uh, quote-unquote, shoulder the load. Cute. Uh, uh, <laughs> he won a trip to Hawaii and the ER. Hashtag Price is Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Other entries uh, have happened before on The Price is Right. In 2014, a contestant named Judy had to play the showcase showdown on crutches after she slipped and hurt her ankles spinning the wheel. Uh, Carrie said she would go to the hospital after they finished taping the episode as gangster. Make her finish the show. Uh, in 2007, Carrie himself got his arm caught in a rotating device during the grocery game before his first episode even finished taping. Yo, this game is dangerous. It is very, uh, very dangerous, apparently. Yo. It ain't all Plinko, you know. It's very... <laughs> 
streets is watching, <laughs> yo. I know. Um, I, I always dreamed of playing like American Gladiator, but I feel like that after this, like you getting hurt on game shows, you know, uh, maybe I should temper uh, my dreams there a little bit, you know? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, people really get into the prices right, I for sure. And when I watch it, I feel like I'm homesick, but <laughs> not homesick, but I mean, like, literally, I'm home with a cold because that's the only way I saw it as a child. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, oh, I must be sick because I'm sitting here with my mom watching The Price is Right. Otherwise, it's never really what I try to watch. Yeah. But um, I would be remiss if I didn't notice. Um, do you know, if I didn't mention, do you know... Um, Danielle Perez. Yeah, the comedian. Yes. Yeah, she's dope. Yes. You know about her on The Price is Right, right? No, I don't know. She's on she's been on the show? She's been on the show and she won something on The Price is Right. Oh, rock on. Yeah, Danielle Perez for those who don't know, she's a fantastic comedian. She's based out in LA. She's so funny. Uh but she is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And she got on the prices right and she won a treadmill. Wow. You for real? She <laughs> has no feet. Oh my god. That is <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> and she won a treadmill. <laughs> she got to go on Jimmy Kimmel and talk about it. <laughs> but that's what's up yeah she of course because she's a, a g and a trooper she thought it was hilarious and absolutely <laughs> took advantage of that moment it was her moment um the first of many for her she also uh is uh currently the voice of um sun spider in the new spider-verse movie oh rock on. who is the um the the spider, the disabled spider, like yeah. the one with crutches or something. She's she's the voice for that. Oh, right for that on. spider person. I don't know what they what they call them. Spiders? Why don't they just call them spider? You know what? <laughs> we don't have time to get into into the the, the new uh, Spider Verse. We just don't have that kind of time. We oh, really man. don't. <laughs> shout out to Danielle, though. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Danielle. Um, uh, I. I've never celebrated so hard that I've dislocated my shoulder, but I did have someone kick my knee out um, while on a dance floor. <laughs> and then I hit the ground and I popped my knee back into place. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I definitely I, pulled I muscles. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating? Yeah. Like I've been really hyped and like hurt my back. Like I jumped too high or like I stretched too much. Yeah. I've definitely done that. Like playing softball or something. You know, okay. Especially softball, because like you do a lot, very, very little, like very, very rarely. You know, like yes, you swing the bat like maybe ten times over the course of three hours. And the rest of the game, right. you're just standing and sitting. You know, so yeah, so you can you can misjudge. Yeah, you know, so mm -hmm. like especially like when it's not even your turn, you you know, like you sitting down and someone else scores, you just jump in celebration. Uh, so yeah, I definitely like hurt some things. They're like, oh, like I haven't used that in a while, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, I knew I was playing uh, right field, and I threw somebody out at home. Mm -hmm. And, the and like, everyone was celebrating, but, like, they didn't know that, they're like, that was the end of the game for me. Like, I was like, yo. Like, I, <laughs> You're like, you take up. Mm -hmm. yes, I'm done, homie. Like, uh, I hurt myself making that throw. Uh, I know it's the second <laughs> inning, but this is it. Uh, 
<laughs> I hope you appreciated that saved run because that is all I got for you today. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't even get the bat. Like, it was just like, I'm done. That's it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they shouldn't front load all of the activity. That's it. I, it was the top, of the, the top of the second. I was like, yeah, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> I know I'm batting fifth, but uh, yeah, this is, uh, you got to find someone else to sub in. So I related oh to Henry, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah for the love the of the game. Of, you know, wouldn't happen the year before. Shout out to Alice for pulling it through. Real talk. It wouldn't happen the year before, but he's sturdy, you know. And uh, Yeah, yeah that's that true. That's Straight true. Up. That you can't be out here celebrating out. like you used to, kids, on The Price is Right. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, as soon as I saw you it, gotta, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, you got to calm it down. Act like you're on Wheel of Fortune. Real this, t- this ain't. <laughs> price is Right is for the hype. <laughs> we ain't hype no more. We chill. We Jeopardy chill. <laughs> I'm Jeopardy chill for real. Definitely. That's where I, my excitement is always just like a quiet, tiny little fist bump or fist pump. That's it. That's all I got. Jeopardy chill. I like that. <laughs> that should sound like a color. I like that, yo. <laughs> right. What'd you paint your wall? Just Jeopardy chill? You know Jeopardy what I mean? chill. <laughs> Another news, uh, a Netflix film crew was attacked by sharks while shooting a docuseries in Hawaii. That's right. Let me tell you something. The water ain't <laughs> fucking around right now. Yo. Everything in the water is like, try us. Try us. The word is out, okay? Everybody's unionizing. You Real hear me? <laughs> sharks are like, the orcas are doing what? Oh, no. <laughs> The killer whales. Uh-uh. No. No. If they say if they say it's on, it's on. That's they're it. the killer whales. I Real know tall. I'm a shark, but they're they are much bigger than we are, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't killer whales bigger I than so. sharks? Yeah. Or the assume so, straight up. Yeah. So nah, if the orcas are like, we fucking it up, everybody <laughs> in there is like, we fucking it up. I may not eat shrimp for a while. You know what I mean? Y'all push it too far with that baby shark song, okay? <laughs> straight up. They're like, oh, y'all talking shit? Word? Making us a joke? Yeah, nah, absolutely. Me. I mean, they get they have a good reason to, to be mad. Sharks do. Nah, yeah, they ain't playing stay. around. Just stay away from the... <laughs> Stop messing with the water. Straight up, B. They gave you tubs. Everybody's angry. You got pools. Stay out of business, okay? Do that over there, yo. Fill up your your tub if you have a bathtub still. We let you You take water, but the water that's left, that's our water. I mean... I feel like that's uh, fair, you know? That is fair. And we've been fucking up their water. So they they really should have started this like 10, 15 years ago. Straight up. This is pay- this is the uh this is their like their 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 uh their strike right here. They're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. The union is striking. Uh, absolutely. I think <laughs> wait, now weren't these people who were shooting the docuseries, weren't they in like a inflatable? Let me see. There you go. The uh Netflix docu crew uh nearly became shark bait after they had a horrific encounter with a 15-foot-long tiger shark. Uh, while filming in Hawaii, the docuseries Our Planet 2, uh, uh, the team was attacked by sharks who leapt at the boat and bit huge holes, according to the show's director, Toby Nolan. The original idea was to do an underwater shoot with the tiger sharks waiting in the shallows at Lay Sound. Um, but the first day the tiger sharks were around, the crew got into these inflatable boats, yep, and the two sharks attacked them. 
It was like something out of Jaws, uh, the panic team. It was, it was Jaws, not something out of. <laughs> it's what Jaws it was is based on. Word. Yeah, this is what Jaws is. That's, that's Jaws. <laughs> the panic team, uh, who were roughly around 100 meters from land, were forced to swiftly make their way to the beach for an emergency landing after the attack. Uh, Cordy added that, uh, suffice to say, they didn't get into, uh, they didn't get any underwater shots. Uh, Nolan also revealed that the shark attack was the second one of that same day. Yo, take the hint, my G. Uh, oh my God. This uh, V of water came streaming towards us, and uh, this tiger shark uh, leapt at the boat and bit huge holes into it. Uh, the whole the whole boat exploded. Uh, we were trying to get away, and it wasn't having any of it. It was horrific. That was the second shark uh, that day to attack us. Uh, Yo. Get out. Real How are y'all still doing it after the first? <laughs> only two shark attacks to be like, maybe we should leave. <laughs> two? <it. laughs> uh, Nolan called the shark's behavior extremely unusual. Really? Uh, they were incredibly hungry, so there might not have been enough natural food, and they were just You're trying. natural? Yeah, real talk. You <laughs> seem like a whole person. Yeah, you got meat. <laughs> like, everything about you sounds delicious from a shark's mm-hmm. perspective. You know, what I mean? <laughs> they were just trying anything uh, they came across in the water, as they should. Where else would they come across food? Uh, the- I mean, yeah, in, in their house. So you so you're a rotisserie chicken walking around their kitchen talking about, I don't know. I don't know why they attacked us. No. Maybe maybe they're hungry. <laughs> why do you acting <laughs> yeah. weird for, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand if we was like somewhere else, but all we was was in the water. In we the only just, place we were, they are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Y'all dudes are stupid. <laughs> How are you in charge of a documentary about sharks and you get attacked twice by the sharks and act right. surprised by the attack? You're like, not telling the right stories. <laughs> <laughs> We got to sign you These sharks up have so stories to tell, and y'all bullshitting. <laughs> Some one of these sharks didn't have a like a pilot picked up or something, <laughs> <laughs> and now they all mad. Yo, <laughs> hey, everybody got a beef with the Writers Guild right now. I know, know I mean? man. They all you know? on strikes. I mean, this is this yeah. is how they speak. You know, this. You know what? You you hit it right there. These strikes are in the. In the Writers Guild, they they mm-hmm. feel like, hey, listen, we're not doing our part. We're not part of the team right now, you know, because we can't be out there in the picket lines. We got to be in the water. This is them picketing, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is them picketing, all this right. This is them yeah. picketing, straight up. They're like, yo, yeah. we got to do our part. They don't need signs. They don't need catchy tunes. Nope. I think biting an inflatable raft <laughs> ought to do it, but apparently it didn't. So I guess the rest of us, we got to come out here a second time. I bet the second group of sharks who came by were like, I can't believe we got to go back out here. <laughs> <laughs> How many boats you got to bite? Yo, you think, yo I, I thought I killed that boat biting thing. You yo, know? we said Mike. Mike's one of our biggest, <laughs> scariest tiger sharks. They still come out here. <laughs> Got new respect for these people. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, if you would like hmm. for Mike to bite more people, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> All you got to do is like and subscribe to the show, baby. You are Apple, Spotify listener. We appreciate your ratings. Four stars. You think Mike ain't about that? What you thought he got braces or something? No, he is ready. Okay. <laughs> Five stars. You've seen. He's been to the dentist. His teeth are about his business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mike is ferocious in these streets. If you have uh, any articles you want us to cover, uh, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastro Almonte. Uh, shout outs this week to uh, FCVLJ, uh, Allende EB, Iron Fist Mom, uh, Philip Barnett, and Brenna Reality for sharing articles. Much appreciated. With all that said, uh, I am uh, never going to be bitten by sharks, Gastro Almonte. Uh, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> With the equally uh, assured of the same reality. Oh, yeah. I'm never going outside. <laughs> Soleil was up. <laughs> Straight up. Yo, who flosses are they teeth? I am curious about that. I, I don't know. I feel like it's, they probably just take like a tennis racket and just go in there. Don't they have multiple <laughs> rows of teeth? <laughs> it's just dope. Like, just drop the grill of the whole tennis racket? Yeah, I think that's like their little flosser is a tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> we out here problem solving for the Sharks, baby, okay? I know, you know, I know. You can do that from to get the, the land. word out for you now. Straight up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a tasty episode of the Warboard. Catch y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>